The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So what does Michigan's 3-0 start portend for the rest of the season? Let's discuss next on this week's episode of Michigan Podcast. But there's going to be one team that's going to play solely as a team. No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The team, the team, the team. Let's for Anthony Wait for it. This is no time for that. In the pocket and a sack. Tim Jamison. Brady gets terrific. Throws it. And a touchdown night again. Schultz just before Brazil got him. And a leaping interception by Woodson. Harbaugh back to throw over the middle. Caught by Collinger at the five on his feet. Touchdown, Michigan. is over. You and I know. It's going to be Michigan again. Michigan. I'm Steve Dace. Welcome to this week's episode of Michigan Podcast. So the Wolverines have started off 3-0 and in impressive fashion, albeit not necessarily against the most daunting of competition. According to the Sagarin ratings, Michigan's average opponent so far is 57th in the country. That puts the Wolverines about the fourth or fifth toughest early season schedule so far in the Big Ten. So what does it mean, though, about what may be on the horizon here for the rest of the season. Are there things, are there trends we could look at? There, there's a couple things. One is um, you can look at Michigan's style of play. It isn't fluky. It's physical. Uh, it's it's a style of play, maybe not 300 yards rushing a game, okay? But it's a style of play that is on some level opponent notwithstanding, meaning that if you can dominate the line of scrimmage like this, 
um, you can you can at least be effective at the line of scrimmage against just about anybody you would you would face, right? I mean, if you're getting 300 yards rushing three weeks in a row in college football, and you're not a triple option attack or the uh, 85 Oklahoma wishbone Sooners with Jamel Holloway, all right, chances are you're going to run the ball fairly effectively against virtually anybody on your schedule. Again, might not be 300 yards. But you're not going to have probably too many Saturdays where you're just completely stoned at the line of scrimmage either. But how much of this can we glean given Michigan's schedule? Well, I thought it would be fascinating to take a look at what we know about the opponents Michigan has already faced and will face the rest of the year and look at some data and nuggets that could foretell what kind of team and what kind of season Michigan football is poised to ultimately have, the injury bug notwithstanding. Let's start with that season opener against Western Michigan. It scored its third most points ever in the history of the program, 44, against a power conference opponent in winning at Pittsburgh on Saturday. And, you know, a lot of times when it, when a team like from the MAC beats a power five, like what happened with Northern Illinois and Georgia Tech. We'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, that's a game where Georgia Tech turned the ball over a bunch of times, kind of an ugly game. In this case, I mean, West Western Michigan went in there. Pittsburgh's uh, Kerry Pickett had a phenomenal game, a six-touchdown game. They went in there and matched them playmaker for playmaker uh, and, and beat them in a high-scoring game. So that's not typically what it looks like when a MAC team pulls an upset like that against a Power Five. So Western Michigan, it's third most points ever against a Power Conference opponent. All right, let's look at Washington. So everybody, and myself included, thought Michigan should at least pass more. Some of you wanted Michigan to pass, even if it meant, you know, that uh, it could put the game in the balance because you wanted to see Michigan prove that it could move the ball on that side of the football. Well, they went up against Arkansas State, who decided, hey, we're a passing program. Let's chuck it up 50 times. They got beat 52-3. to Washington put up 52 points on them and 600 yards. So hmm, Washington, by the way, 23rd in the Sagarin ratings right now. Miami of Florida, Michigan State's big win, 71st. So there you go. Um, Georgia Tech had the ball at the goal line with a chance to tie Clemson in the final minutes in Death Valley on Saturday. That is the same Georgia Tech that lost at home to the Northern Illinois team. We just beat 63-10. to Then you take a look at what's coming down the pike, starting with Rutgers this week. Prior to facing FCS Delaware, now I don't count FCS stats in any of my analytics of, of, of FBS programs. I just It's like those games aren't even played. Prior to the game against FCS Delaware on Saturday, Rutgers was 118th in the nation in total offense despite opening the season against two teams currently ranked 97th and 127th in the Sagarin ratings. So I, I give Rutgers and particularly Greg Schiano a lot of credit for making the team competent, but a lot of that is just playing harder on defense and special teams. Rutgers still is fairly anemic in the playmaker department. Michigan has one win so far this century against Wisconsin. That was an ugly game back in 2001. However, the Wolverines are going to be facing the Badgers the week after they play what promises to be a slobber knocker this Saturday against Notre Dame. Keep it going here. Looking at the schedule, Michigan has only played at Nebraska one other time since 1911, which was a loss in 2012. However, the Cornhuskers are now just 14-22 and 22 under Scott Frost. That's a 389 win percentage. Is that bad? Put it this way, last week's loss to Oklahoma was the best win of the Frost era, and it's year four. Next, Northwestern. By any statistical profile, is the worst overall team in the Big Ten. Moving on. 
Michigan State looks to be dramatically improved and underrated from preseason expectations. However, it is a major revenge game for the Wolverines. And for whatever reason, even though he has struggled on the road, he is Jim Harbaugh is 2-0 so far in East Lansing. Last season, when you look at Indiana, statistically it had some of the best turnover luck and points off turnovers in the country, which led to its best season since the 1967 Rose Bowl team. This year now, we're seeing some regression to the mean. Indiana has lost twice already, albeit to top 10 teams. And again, also, this is another revenge game for the Wolverines this year. Auburn outrushed Penn State. In fact, I think... uh, That's the final home game of the year for Michigan this year is Indiana, by the way. Auburn outrushed Penn State 182-94 in the whiteout. And despite having a quarterback with a history of road struggles and who was under 200 yards passing in the game, Auburn had the ball twice late deep in Nittany Lions territory with a chance to tie it. And then you keep looking at the schedule and you look at Maryland. Under Jim Harbaugh, Maryland has been outscored by Michigan. 202 to 41. So here's what this means in in my view. There isn't a game really. I'm not predicting Michigan to finish 11 and 0 with its 11 game schedule. I'm not saying that'll be the case. I'm simply saying with the way that we're playing right now and the analytical profile we're bu- we're building and you see this in places like Sagarin and ESPN FPI that have Michigan as a top 10 team at the moment. I I don't think there's an unwinnable game on the schedule. And what happens from here now is more about who we really are than the opposition we face. And I don't think we could have said that at the start of the season. You know, we had the two prime directives of this season were to reestablish a culture of playing hard every snap, playing for Michigan, playing for each other. And then what's the identity of this program? And I think those two tests, those two boxes have already been passed and checked. So I think that raises the floor for this team. I would have come into this season thinking seven or eight wins was the ceiling. I now think it's the floor. Now, how much higher the ceiling is than that, that'll now be determined by how Michigan continues to develop from a skill set standpoint and a schematic standpoint. But culturally, I think you have to acknowledge that a lot of the things we were worried about have at least on some level been addressed. Now, we'll see what happens when they put on the white unis here in a couple of weeks and get punched in the mouth in Madison, Wisconsin for the first time and see if they will, like we've seen them do in the last couple of trips there, or if we see them punch back. But for now, I think you have to be pleased with the trajectory. And when you look at our 11-game schedule here, and what that, that leaves us with eight games left in the season, I don't, I don't see an unwinnable game. doesn't mean I think we'll win them all. But I just don't think there's one right now that you're thinking, yeah, I'll be raking my leaves that Saturday instead. This portion of the program is brought to you by BetQL. If you want to get an advantage over your sports book, you need to download BetQL. It's the only app you're going to need to make smart bets in their best bets computer. It scans over 350,000 unique bets per year to give you a best bet recommendation for every game across all major sports. Their models cover everything from spreads to over-unders and even player props. And if you're like me and you want to know what the Sharps do who do this for a living, you want to know where they're putting their money, they've got Sharp data to tell you that as well as the latest in line movement injury news, and more. So head to the App Store or the Google Play Store now to download BetQL. 
You can also head to try.betql.co slash MP. That's try.betql.co slash MP to get started now. But it's just a lot easier to download the BetQL app like I have. And then once you're there, enter the discount code MP at payment checkout for 25% off any of their subscription offerings. Again, 25% off with the discount code MP at payment checkout at any of their for any of their subscription offerings with the promo code MP at payment checkout with BetQL. We'll come back here in a moment. Be joined by our good friend Mark Rogers. We'll get his view from perhaps the one and only reasonable Bucknut next. Time for this week's 10-minute war. A little homage to the 10-year war back when it was still a rivalry. It's not anymore. But that won't stop us from talking to the one and only, perhaps, reasonable Ohio State Bucknut himself, Mark Rogers, who has a fantastic voice of college football channel all on his own, covering every team and every angle imaginable from this great sport. You can find it right here on YouTube alongside our channel as well. Mark, good to have you back, brother. How are you? I'm doing great, Steve. Enjoying the college football. It's great to see you. And a little bit of me believes that uh, you're stating that about it no longer being a rivalry, thinking with a smirk in the back of your mind that it may soon be one again. No. All right, let's get to your thoughts, Mark, on what you've seen from Michigan so far and what you think it may or may not portend for for the rest of the season. I laid out my thoughts here at the start of the program. Now it's your turn. I think you can have a run-first identity in this day and age of college football, but you have to have the ability to throw the football. So I think they've shown that to a certain extent, and so I think that's healthy where – Uh, Maybe they kind of lost their way to a certain extent. Jim Harbaugh is comfortable and loves fullbacks and tight ends, and he loves to run the football, smash mouth football. And I think there's a place for that still in college football, and they are executing that. And when they go to the air game, which was, I think, only 17 of 65 plays against Northern Illinois, they're taking pretty deep shots And uh, I think it's been pretty effective. And I think that they can capitalize on that identity in the Big Ten. Actually, what they are doing seems to be more in vogue in this conference this particular season among what has become the upper crust of the Big Ten, which is a very thick upper crust. Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan, possibly Michigan State, Iowa, Wisconsin, that all those teams have identity in the defense first and foremost. Um and Michigan's back to playing Michigan defense on that side of the football where Ohio State's kind of the outlier in trying to contend this season as a pass-happy offensive machine that can't play defense. That's the issue is the it's 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 the it's the defensive side of the ball on top of the style that that Ohio State wants to play. I think these are some things Ryan Day has never really faced before as a head coach. On top of it, you know, I, I understand there's a crazy story where one of the Ohio State websites may have apparently been paying a player to give them inside news, and then that guy got kicked off the team or benched or something what's gone on with the defensive coordinator position a guy he handpicked and then he hands it over to a guy that was like a analyst for us just a few uh, years ago Uh, and then in his very first game gives up 500 some odd yards to a Tulsa team that even last year when they were good was not a good offense that team was driven by defense 
So I, I think Ryan Day is going through a few things right now that he, with the roster that he inherited uh, and the toys that he was given, he's just not had to face as a head coach before. And you now he's got some time looking at that schedule to dig out from it and come up with some answers. But uh, they're they, but they're they're figuring some things out right now as we speak. So let, let's do this, Mark. With most of the non-conference, obviously, at Notre Dame, Wisconsin this weekend. Uh, Iowa, Colorado State are going to play a game of, you know, which coach can punt at the opponent's 38-yard line the most. Uh, with, with, with that notwithstanding, we're, we're really kind of heading into conference play now. Let's play a game of fake news or not. I'll just give you a Big Ten team, all right, that, and you tell me when it comes to what the current perception of them is as either a Big Ten contender, a team that can make a bowl game, or a playoff contender, if you think they're fake news or not. You think that they're, you know – Maybe the rep is deserved based on what you're seeing. You ready to go? Here we go. All right, let's do this rapid fire. Let's start with right here, Michigan. What do you think? Fake news or not? Not. I believe if the standard is and the expectation is to contend for a Big Ten championship, not necessarily win it. I'm not guaranteeing a winning Big Ten championship. Good. We don't win championships around here anymore, so it's good you're not guaranteeing that. Go ahead. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Uh, not with uh, the scarlet and gray still around. Uh, and despite all the calls that I took over the weekend, yes, uh, they still have four and five stars and we'll fix it to some degree that Michigan will be a roughly nine and three ball club that will be in contention for Big Ten Eastern Division Championship with a couple weeks left in the season. Yes. Okay. Ohio State then. Ohio State's Ohio State. And I understand. It, it has been crazy listening to the backlash that I've heard um, on my show and my channels um, that where Ryan Day, 10 days ago, Ryan Day was a better coach than Urban Meyer. In the eyes of most Ohio State fans, Ryan Day was never going to lose a Big Ten game, would never lose a regular season game. How could he possibly lose a regular season game? <laughs> His team is two touchdowns better than everybody on the schedule. That went away with Urban Meyer. And now Ryan Day is, there are serious questions about Ryan Day's ability to lead a program and that Ohio State is falling off the map. Like there are droves of of alarmists out there about Ohio State football. Now, what is going to happen the rest of this season? I don't necessarily know. I, I do know that Ohio State still has the talent and has a decided talent advantage over everybody in the Big Ten to win the conference or sometimes it just doesn't come together for every team and they could finish nine and three, but my money would be on Ohio state winning the big 10 still Michigan state, Michigan state's a really good scrappy football team with an outstanding running back in Kenneth Walker, who really lit up Miami after two weeks ago, Northwestern. And I think Michigan state's going to be, there's a collection of teams in the big 10 beyond the Iowa's Wisconsin's Penn states that are going to play spoiler in November. And Michigan state's going to be one of those teams like maybe a Minnesota and Maryland that you do not want to face in November. Iowa. Iowa is a legitimate contender. I think some of the offensive ineptitude is based on scoreboard and calling plays based on situation and based on playing complimentary football to that defense. Now, can they keep up the scoring pace on that defense? Of course not. But they have historically uh, been a turnover defense that is a it, they have a top five to 10 defense in the country and the offense will improve and get better when they are called upon. I was going to be in it until the end. ESPN's FPI projecting Iowa now to go 12 and 0, by the way, Wisconsin fake news or not was 
Wisconsin is the better version most years of Iowa. This year, we'll see if they are. Uh, they, of course, shot themselves in the put, foot repeatedly against Penn State. They were the better team in the first half. Penn State hung around and made the plays in the second half. Graham Mertz is, of course, like most quarterbacks on teams that are on the, the border of contention, the key to this whole thing because I believe in the Wisconsin product from what I saw against Penn State on the defensive side of the ball this could be a vintage Wisconsin defense that even though it was Eastern Michigan had only given up one first down until the final drive of the game if they can get capable quarterback play out of Graham Mertz then Wisconsin Iowa that will be the showdown for the Big Ten West all right two more you mentioned Penn State I'll ask you about them next fake news or not uh, Penn State is the closest competitor to Ohio State. I think that uh, what we've seen over the first three weeks of the season, even against a Ball State team that's uh, rather legit uh, in game number two, that Penn State is in it for the long haul. Uh, Sean Clifford's not a great quarterback, but I think he's made the necessary adjustments to become a very capable quarterback within that offense. Playmakers on the outside led by Jahan Dotson, capable tight end, and that Penn State defense might be turn out to be the best in the conference and this defense or this conference can play defense finally Rutgers <laughs> uh, I I have all due respect for Greg Schiano I think he what he's done at Rutgers is remarkable to make them competent uh, he has squeezed out three wins um, they will run into a bit of a buzzsaw against Michigan I think it's going to be a competitive game for a half but the line at 19 is fair Rutgers is going to maybe get one surprise win, but they're a three and six Big Ten record team. That would be six wins in a bowl game if you're they'll take that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean they were primordial lose, you know, two or three years ago. So they'll take a bowl game. Twenty one consecutive defeats in yeah. the Big Ten. Yeah, Most they will of take them it for like sure. Forty and fifty points. Final thing. End of the Big Ten season, the biggest surprise could be a player, team, coach, coach firing. Biggest surprise will be what? I think that uh, Maryland has the capability to pull off a major upset in this conference. I think that they um, showed us last week against Illinois that they can play defense. They've recruited on that side of the ball, uh, that they've got two tremendous playmakers at wide receiver. And when Talia's hot at quarterback, uh, I expect them to have one shocker in their hip pocket for the Big Ten race in November. Mark, great stuff as always, brother. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us and being a part of the program here on Michigan Podcast. Always good to see you, Steve. You bet. Hey, folks, week three of football is now in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And to kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when you bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Just head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week one game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If sport if your if your sportsbook is if the sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. And they're giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 
Michigan Podcast, all one word, to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code MP this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wagered, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This week's Twitter poll result, we asked you, we're putting the over-under on Big Ten wins for Michigan at 5.5 out of 9 games. Are you taking the over or the under? Meaning you think Michigan will win at least 6 games in the Big Ten, which would mean at least a 9-win season. 76.9% of you are taking the over. I mean, I would take the over now too, but I don't know that I would do it that much confidence. Only 23.1% of you are taking the under. I'm uh, Slow your roll a little bit. That brings us to our feedback of the week here, and it comes from Jacob Heminger, who says, I had the team at 9-3 and three to start the year, and I'm really starting to think 10-2. and two. Wisconsin is not a powerhouse. And Penn State, while good, isn't dominating either. And OSU, well, well, we'll see come the last week of November. All this equals every game is realistically winnable right now. I agree, as I said here at the top of the program. I now believe that all 11 of Michigan's games this season are winnable. I do think an 11-0 record is possible. I don't know where people are coming up with a 12-game projected season for Michigan. I, I, I mean, but, you know, we've experienced a lot of data errors as a country and a culture the last few years. But I agree, Jacob. I, that doesn't mean I think they'll win them all. But uh, I came into the season not thinking that all 11 games on Michigan's schedule were winnable. But now I do think that all 11 games are winnable. Whether they win them all or not remains to be seen, but I think they're all winnable. And that is absolutely progress. That's That means the floor has been raised from where we had it at the start of the season. All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Michigan Podcast. And once again, thank you to our sponsor, BetQL. It's the only app you're going to need to beat your sportsbook. Find their information along with a 25% off discount code in the description of this video. And also check out the special BetMGM offer in the description in order to receive a free year of BetQL and other sportsbook sign-up offers and bonuses. BetQL is the number one app to compare betting odds and is a must-get if you want to beat your sports book this football season. Please like, rate, subscribe, five-star review, share, follow, etc. cetera. Uh, whatever applies to however you access this program each week via iTunes, YouTunes, uh, YouTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Play, etc. We appreciate all of you. Please help us to find more and more Michigan fans just like you. Until next time, hopefully we're talking about a 4-0 start. Uh, I'm Steve Dace. Go Blue.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.